Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of the North Burles Outdoors podcast. I'm Nick Beto. I'm Jacob Yankson. And I'm Jared Beto. And this we is are kind here. of a part two of our previous episode. We had another good story. Yeah, kind of a back-to-back here. We're still still in the same seats. We didn't even take a cookie break. <laughs> uh, we're still in the same spot. We just recorded 19. Uh, Jacob touched on it on the end of 19. Uh, there was another hunt that Jared and... Did Ryan go with you again? Yep. So there's another hunt that Jared and Ryan went on last weekend. So this is like middle of September hunt. Right? Yeah, because right now it is September 20th, so this would have been the 13th, somewhere around there. Not this last weekend, but the weekend before, yeah, so it was the yep, 13th. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'll just let you lead right into this one. Yeah, well, we actually, uh, it was actually me, Ryan, and then uh, another good buddy of ours, Jake, um, he went along with us too, and we decided to go out west uh, spot and stock mule deer hunting last weekend, or two weekends ago. North Dakota. Yep, this is North Dakota, yep. Because North Dakota archery season started September, September 2nd. second. Yep. yep, Labor Day weekend. Yep. yep. So, so is this kind of a spur-of-the-moment hunt for the three of you, or do you guys have any planning uh, we, into this? Or? We had kind of planned at least to do one uh, in the early season, uh, okay. but it didn't work out opening weekend, so we just decided to go that next weekend and made it, make it work. So. Did you take Willie again? No, this time we actually we went a little more rugged, so... We, we, we Actual actually camp. tented. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we were, we were close still to just... still sell those? Times are tough. We were <laughs> actually close to just doing sleeping bags and a sleeping under the stars, not even tenting. That's Well, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty like, cool nights. Like, it wasn't too oh, no, hot it was, that weekend. No, one of the nights it got down to 39 degrees, so we were... That's beautiful I was uh, in my thermals and uh, sweatpants and a sweatshirt and the stocking cap. Did you guys have... This might be a... I don't know how. I don't. If this, if you don't want to answer this question, I understand. Were you guys in individual tents? Or were Actually, you... Ryan had his own, and me and Jake were in a tent. Oh, I need his we'll own just... tent. What a princess! Yeah. We'll just end up just there. I don't know, Ryan. So, you go out there. <clears throat> kind of the same concept. So, as... how far west was this? Like west, west, like an west hour from Montana west, bad, or like yeah, Badlands bad territory. Area. Okay. Yep. So it was, yeah, pretty far west. Um, yeah. So you left on a Friday morning type deal, or Thursday afternoon, I think, is when we left. Yeah, because I called you because I was gonna try and give you your bug assault oh, yeah. that I had, I've had for what a month, month yeah. and a half. <laughs> Finally, did get it back to him today, though. Yep. So you guys left on Thursday after work. Got everything yep. going. You got our, I'm assuming, pretty late then. Yeah, like we didn't get down there morning. until probably 10 o'clock, so it was at nighttime. So so you guys got there and just set up camp. Was this the same where you just went to a public area? Yep, just same as uh, last episode about the antelope hunt. We just went to a public area, and then we set up our tents, and then just started from there the next morning. So you guys must have picked where you were going to camp. You knew that that was the general yeah. area where you wanted to. Did, yep. you, did you move camp or did you maintain the same camp? We maintained the same camp and then we just kind of relocated with the truck uh, during the day, daytime. So. So did you guys split it up, like some like you would glass a little bit and then somebody else would, or did you? What what was your? Uh, we your actually ML? used a couple different things. Like the first first morning, we all split up and we went separate directions and just glassed and. You know, tried to find any that we could make stocks on, and then uh, you know the next few days, you know, we would go in groups of th- all three of us would go in the same area and just glass and 
um, see what we can find. And you all three had tags. Yep. So how it, when you're in a group of three like that? I mean, I don't know mm. when when I'm when you know when one of my buddies kills something, I'm almost more excited for them than they are. Yeah. So it's like it, I just just it's kind know. of a it just you gotta it all depends on who you're hunting with. I mean, you gotta make sure you guys you know blend and mesh good to, good together, like where you know they're. And that's all. That's kind of the hunting in general. Is you can't ever be jealous of another guy getting his kill because what I always say is that your time eventually comes. I mean, if one right. guy kills one, it's like you'll get your opportunity. You know, you'll get your turn. So it's it was kind of like just a give and take. You know, like if one guy, you know, one guy did a stock, you know, and then it would be the next guy's turn. Or like if one guy seen one that he was he wanted, you know, like if he seen it before anybody else and was well, already making a move play on, on it. it, yeah. You know, so there really wasn't, it wasn't that hard to figure out who was going to do a, a stock on a mule deer, so. So how did that, you, you said you went out by yourselves and then you guys went out together. How how did the, I mean, did you guys see a lot? Were you, were you coming up yeah, with a Yeah, actually, or? I mean, we've seen, we seen quite a few. I mean, not probably as many as we were hoping to see. Uh, we didn't see a lot of uh, shooters, you know, but we did see a few of them. Um, one of the coolest things that actually I seen, and they had a hard time believing me because uh, they had hunted in this area before, and I told them when I got back, I said, you guys won't believe what I've seen. And they're like, what? And I, I actually seen a huge uh, bull elk. Really? Out wow. there on public land, yep. And it was kind of neat because... How far, like 200 yards? Or? Yeah, roughly about 200. So I was coming up to... This was when that first morning when we went separate ways. Uh, I had kind of seen a couple of mule deer along the way, a couple of those, kicked them out, you know. And I just kind of kept going, and I come up to this huge, you know, clump of cedar trees, and you know, it's like this big thicket. And all of a sudden, I just I stopped, and I just hear this crashing through the woods, like it sounded like a car driving through the trees. <laughs> so I'm just like, holy cow! There's no way that that's a deer, and I couldn't see anything. All you could hear is just, you know, and outruns the squirrel. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, what was weird is. It, the the noise stops, so then I'm kind of like, what the heck? You know, I'm not hearing things. So then I actually continued to walk towards you know where I had heard it and then finally I heard the crashing again and then all of a sudden up over in a clearing the the bull elk came out by himself and he was standing up on the hill and it was pretty crazy I'd never seen like one that big I had seen elk before in the wild but not like hunting by myself like that so yeah. he, he was a brute he was big yeah booner. The, you start the, the booner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no but even yeah. the cooler part holy shit guys come over here but even the cooler part is is so after i seen him i was like okay so i kept walking and i walked where i thought the elk had been well lo and behold i walked in there and you could smell the elk you could smell the running elk it sounds weird but it almost smells like uh my buddy would use the terms hot cattle yeah like like it's like a musty or musky like pea smell and it was like you you, you walked it was almost like you walked into his bedroom and you could see all these like pee spots that he was making yeah and it just it stunk like running elk so that was kind of the neat like oh, I didn't, i've never cool. experienced anything like that that's awesome so you could definitely tell it was so do you watch season. you watch him disappear then or yeah run he away or go over back over into, oh, yeah. yeah he just ran over another cliff and that was about it so is elk in season in north dakota yet yeah they are. Yep. And at that time, I don't think it had opened yet. I feel like it's sometime in September. Uh, and I think in certain units, there's archery only, or not archery only, but like you can, yeah, because 
you can't gun hunt them until a certain time. Each unit's different, I think. Yeah. Whether they have archery or not. Yeah, so. I know it's changed a little bit. I've never looked into it. I haven't either. Yeah. I don't look into it because I don't get my tags. So I'm not yeah. to that level yet. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta at least drop <laughs> some whitetail bucks here. Yeah. So other than the elk. Other than the elk, yeah. I mean, we had seen, like I said, we seen fair fair amount of mule deer. Not, not a lot of big ones. Um, there was a lot of small ones. So I mean, actually, uh, there was. There was uh, one moment we were hunting, and uh, Jake was kind of off by himself in an area, and me and Ryan were by each other, and uh, I kind of turned around, and I said, Ryan, get down, get down, because I had just seen just the tips of some antlers over this, just this little hillside, and I knew it was a mule deer, and I, first thing that's in my head, I'm like, oh, it's a booner, it's a big one, <laughs> you know, so I tell him, get down, get down. We're going to have to adopt that <laughs> as a as a North Bros oh, saying now, it's booner, a yeah. it's a booner. <laughs> so I'm like, tell him, get down, get down, so I like, get my bow ready, knock an arrow, grab my release, get my rangefinder ready. And I'm like, it's going to happen. I said, he's right over this hill, you know, and yeah. sure enough, I get over the hill and there, he's standing right there feeding or just grazing. And I'm like, oh, there he is. There he is. You know, so I ranged him like 45 yards, which that's, that's really close. That's a good shot. Yeah. That's really close. Broadside. And I kind of like looked, I'm like, oh. it was only a spike. Is it a booner? No, it was a spike. <laughs> and I, I'm looking, looking, I'm like, God, I could so release an arrow on this thing but then i was telling myself like nope because then you're going to be tagged out and you're going to be done i was going to say so none of you guys tagged out on that no no that that was the only probably shot opportunity we had that's that's got to suck at the time but now you look at it i mean that's got to be a relief that you know wouldn't that be depressing if you go out there and it was it would have been i mean i would have definitely been super proud i mean because just like anything with a bow and let alone you're not hunting in a deer stand, you're spotting and stalking, so the challenge, you know, is way higher. Yeah. Right. You know, and I had never killed a mule deer with my bow, so I thought like, hey, there's another first for me. But it just I don't know, yeah. just in the back of my mind it just didn't feel right. So this is the one I, for the season yet. Yeah, so I turned around and I kinda just waved Ryan. Did he said, notice you at all? Or like eventually I'm sure he did, but No, what was funny is that they uh, uh they didn't notice me and Ryan at all. We actually got up there and we were kinda just watching them and then all of a sudden Jake the other buddy had kind of come around from another side and then they they had seen him and then well, how many were there well there was one and then there was two so there was another one so actually i and typically early season like that these bucks are going to be in a bachelor group so in the back of my mind i knew like hey there's going to be another one with him he's there's not by himself not alone yeah no just like the antelope they're all with with each other before the rut and so sure enough one bounds right in front of me and this one's full velvet another spike <laughs> so I was just that's like tough. Dang yeah, it, the third so one cool. has to be a boon it, yeah. it was the only two this they were only two by themselves and yeah but it was it was a fun i mean ryan and i even had a fist bump after that one because it was like cool because we you got yourself we, to the spot where you had the option yeah to we do could it. have easily shot one and it was just one of those nah you know it didn't didn't feel right it was too early in the season and we had a few days of hunting left and you know so the one was in velvet and the one was not. It was completely polished. Yep. Yep. Hmm. It's. I don't know the, you know, science behind it as far as like, you know, when they shed their velvet or how how come some shed them way before the others. Yeah. But um, it. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. Yep. Some were in velvet. Some were you know. Uh, hard horn. So it must too. have been kind of at that time they were starting to change them. Right. Yep. And it was. Yep. Because that, that is another one of the things that you haven't done yet is shot one in velvet, no, right? No, and I'd love None to. None of us have. 
for the record. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's so hard about, well, in the state of North Dakota, it actually does open up probably earlier than most other states for uh, archery for whitetail mule deer. Yeah. But uh, what I've noticed over the years is that you can't, I mean, especially around home where we hunt here, these whitetail are shedding their velvet sometimes even before opening day. Yeah. Like my biggest deer I've ever got over here, I shot him third day of the season. And he's completely polished. That's the guy right behind us here? Yeah. Everybody listening is like, <laughs> they, can't talking about. they can't see anything. <laughs> so, yep. we'll, we'll have to take a picture of you and put it as the photo for the podcast. There you but go. out of all of these guys in here that you've gotten, which one would you say your favorite? Favorite? It's, it's either that one or this, this one right here. That, is that, that for one, the favorite mount or for the favorite hunt? Uh, it probably would be both. I mean, that one's my favorite. It, the the girth on that guy's main beams is incredible. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, a brute. They don't usually get that way around the areas we hunt. I don't, like Not I said around I, here. <laughs> no, I like I said. I mean, they they do they do get that way, but uh, not very often. Yeah, it'll be a while before I get something like <laughs> that again. So. And when was that one? That one was. Yeah, that, that was 2019. 2019. And yep. what about your? That was 2016. 2016. Yep. You've got quite the collection down here. You're gonna need a bigger house <laughs> it's soon. Yeah. yeah. The, the <laughs> or just put a shop out. The trophy room's filling up. I know. I'd love to do a game shop one of these days. One of these days. Big yep. plans. Big plans. <laughs> Big plans. Oh, well, we know a couple of electricians that could wire it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Jared's there's also still, an electrician. There's still. Well, he's uh, a master, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. There's still plenty of room down here, though. I can fit a lot more head mounts down here. You can just squeeze them together. You're just gonna have to yeah. start rotating their heads different ways, so right. they can. It just looks like they're all different. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. now with that, unless you had anything to close out on on your no, uh, west. Uh, other than the, yeah, the hunt uh, it ended like yeah, we just came back after a few days and um, yeah, we we really enjoyed it. It was a good time. So with that, I guess we can transition into whitetail season or just bow season in general yep. in north dakota that's in it's full swing it's now heavy. Yep. yep so do you do much around here do you kind of uh, end up doing some kind of bigger trips with the guys or uh yeah no i i do hunt a lot around here as well yep i've i've really tried to start doing more mule deer hunting because i i really would like to get that challenge of getting one with a spot in stock yeah i mean um, that's a completely different type it of is, hunt. yeah and i've i always have a place in my heart for tree stand hunting whitetails i mean i'm never i mean that's always going to be a passion of mine but the you know it's so that'll never change but the spot and stocks always been kind of fun so i yeah. try to try to find a balancing point now but so you guys you guys you run cell cams i do yep the and jacob you have cell have cams couple, yeah. and i have cell cams so i just thought of this today it's kind of like the whitetails that we have around here have an only fans account we pay to get yeah, pictures of them, <laughs> they do. Just kind of made me sit down and think for a minute. And I'm yeah. like, huh, that's that's interesting. Except they don't get paid for it, though. They do not. They get <laughs> they're shot at. <laughs> yeah. Their their pimp gets a big cut yeah. of all of it. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what do you guys run for for batteries in your trail cams? Because Jacob, I got to call you out on this. You were talking to me about batteries and cell cams. And yeah. last year, I set my cell cam out in August. And I pulled it down in January, and I had 50% battery left. 
See, this, I made, this year, yeah, I, yeah, this, I think you're talking about the comment. I was like, I got like a month and a half, and I was actually pretty. Well, so this year, I took it out and I set it beginning of August with the same batteries in it that I had last year. Those went dead. Was that two weeks ago that Micah and I went out and set the ground blind and everything? Uh, two or three weeks ago. Something like that. Whenever that was, I went out and swapped those batteries because they were dead. Wow. Got a notification this morning. They're dead already. <laughs> they lasted three weeks. Oofta. So that's what's coming back for you. Because I was, I get a boat up month and a half on those. I just run Daryl Cell or honestly, whatever the cheaper batteries that you get right. the pack from. I just had the, the energizers in mind. And like I said, last year I made it six months. And this year, as soon that's as crazy. Jacob opens his mouth. Yeah, because <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I thought that was pretty good a month and a half. And I'm like, I know it probably took 15,000 pictures because well, I've had issues say, with it. I mean, it's just a ton of pictures. Activity it's going to have too. I mean, if right. it takes one picture a day. You know, the battery's going to last a heck of a lot longer. And that's one thing. 15,000 is exaggeration. That I, will, <laughs> I will say I, I am getting more pictures based on where I put the camera this year. Right, I'm getting right. a lot of birds, a lot of squirrels, two of the biggest raccoons that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I get deer in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. But, yeah, they're dead. So now tomorrow i got to take a... It definitely doesn't sound right, Yeah, though. it's pretty quick. I you mean, you also have one of them solar panels, or maybe that's Josh's that you could, like, plug in. Or maybe not. Well, he has That's the. Dad's. He has one of the first. Uh, or I'm thinking of the adapter for. Yeah, he's got oh, the yeah. adapter, but there was no solar panel on that one either. And well, right now, I don't know. Camel Fire's got the Link Micro ones with the solar panel on sale. So. Oh, there you go. You could solve that in a few clicks right yeah. now. Yeah, we could. But yeah, I don't know. I was just wondering what you guys run for batteries. Normally, in early season, and I, I'm kind of with Jake on this. I, I I'll run cheaper ones, but uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna run something late season. Because um, that cold takes a toll. Yeah, on and so I've all I've I guess from experience, and they usually work pretty good. I always run the lithium ions, and they're just more expensive. But in the cold, they do a heck of a lot better. Yeah. I just I texted Caitlin on my way here and told her to go pick me up some lithium uh, AA batteries so yeah. I can go swap them out. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I don't want to be going in and out of there all the time. Which now, camera is it? It's the uh, Spy Point Link Micro LTE. So it was their new one. Last year, I believe. So you just bought it last year? Yeah. And then that's how the... Uh, See, that's right the same camera I use, though. Okay. And I, I don't know. It, it like, could have been a bad batch of batteries, too. I didn't, I didn't... I don't know if batteries have an expiration date on them. But, I mean, it... Possible. It, I'm going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> I want to... put, like, old ones in it. I thought that I was very careful. <laughs> See, the fact that he's got to think about it so hard. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, just, I thought... There's I, a pack in a drawer. It was open. I guess yeah. they were mismatched well, so what brands. I, did, I left the pack of new batteries on the front seat of my pickup. And I drove back there because we brought the ground blind back. And I uh, dumped some corn and stuff out. Spilled some corn and stuff out. Um, that's legal here. That's legal in North Dakota. Um, so I set the new pack of batteries on the front seat. Grabbed the trail camera. Put it on the tailgate. Opened it up, dumped the batteries out, and I thought I grabbed the... Now that I think about it, I bet I did mix good and bad batteries in it. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. I bet that's what the problem is. Yeah. On the bright well, side, you can tell Kaelin feels me to get new batteries now. He's still got another pack. Oh, no, because I threw all the other ones away. So I probably threw, like, four of the old ones away and four of the new ones away. Yeah. I would just start with a fresh pack. I think we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Hopefully that fixes the problem. Oh, yeah, Show so much be... feeding you got going. Like you were just saying that you want to use the cell cam so you're not going in and out of the spot. It's like, man, it's crazy how far it's come. Yeah. 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 No, it definitely has. Yeah. And then it's so funny because you look back, you know, 30 years ago, 
or 40 years ago before they didn't have cell cams. Well, before they, that's like almost before cameras, period. Right, before cameras. And it's funny, though, because everyone's like, well, they still killed them back in the day. But it's like, yeah, they did. But if you looked at the number of deer probably harvested compared to now, compared to like back in the day, yeah. I'm sure the numbers are astronomically different. I mean, I, I, I think personally. I would think, yeah. I mean, well, I think even just going from back then, there's probably more people that did it. And that, now. that yeah. argument that it that the the trail camera or the cell cams is helping you kill the deer it it's it's showing you what time he is in there but there is nothing to say that that deer has a schedule where I break time is at 915 I'm going to the corn pile right or oh well, I mean it's no different than you could go back or even go take the cart out of it like you're gonna get that information well right and fishing same thing I mean yeah. oh those those new uh new graphs and, and, and scanning and stuff, that's just cheating. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's utilizing It's not the one resources. pulling the trigger. I mean, it's not like it's taking no. the hunter out of the equation. I mean, the only time that I could see, like, a cell cam helping you is if you had multiple cell cams set up and you were in your stand and you got a picture sent to your phone while you're in your stand and it showed them coming to you. But even then, all that's doing is giving you a heads up, like, oh, hey, something might be walking my way. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think that that argument is a bunch of BS. Well, and it's one of those things that's to each your own. If you want to use cell cams, use cell cams. If you don't want to use them, don't yeah. use them. Just make sure I mean, when you swap your batteries out, you know, throw put the, the in. yeah, put the good batteries wow. in, not the old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and like my biggest reason i like kind of was like oh this is going to be the most convenient it's just the time and fuel it takes to just go drive to just check the camera oh like not having to do that i literally save more money a month in fuel Mm -hmm. and just paying the unlimited fee for 15 dollars a camera yeah then going do all the work to paying just to get out there yeah well and i i mean i definitely i mean like i said this is my personal opinion i mean those cell cams i mean they they increase success rates i think yeah 100%. 100%. Well, I think I mean, I, no, there's no way to disagree with that. Yeah. Because even like during the week, you know, you're checking it, you're kind of seeing what's going on. It's like, right, well, maybe, you know, if they're, which direction they're coming, you're like thinking, okay, what would be a better spot? Or like, right. why are they traveling this area? And Yeah. Well, that, and then the other thing too is that, and not so much the cameras, but now the more advanced cell cams, you don't have to go in and check these cameras. You're not putting your scent in there. You're not, you're not pressuring this area. So you're going in there way more fewer times than you would if you had a camera where you'd have to go check the card. Right. So, I mean, that's a, it's a huge advantage for these cell cams. Yeah. Do you guys run any cameras that you have to check the card on? Uh, I have a few of them, yeah. I, just, I just still just have one. I still and that one, one. is kind of like what you said, it's just thrown up to like uh, towards like the head of kind of the side of the field just to see if like they're walking in from there. Sure. Yep. So, like, I don't really check it too often, but... I don't know. So that's one thing I switched up this year. What kind of stands do you normally run? I have bought so many different types of stands in my life. Um, I uh, I used to use big game tree stands. All, now, and are we talking ladder stands? Like ladder hands? climbing. Okay. Or oh, that type. type. You're talking yeah. type. I, I'm a, a hang on type of guy. Okay. So I just yeah. got my first one. I just tried to set up this weekend. And it's a lot. I def- There's no way I could have worn it on my back and got up there quietly. Mm-hmm. or in the dark I struggled and the tree so I struggled finding because you need a lot straighter tree to be able to make it work mm-hmm. and uh, the spot I found it was right on the edge of a field but it's on the river and the tree's actually like halfway down the bank 
So that's what the thing I learned right away is I don't I need more climbing sticks because I may only be 15 feet up for the ground from where the deer are walking, but from the bottom of the tree, I'm like 24. Oh, yeah, because if it's on a... It's on the hill, river, so it's like yeah. my first, like, two climbing sticks basically just get me up even with the ground. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's tough hunting on a, on a hillside like that on the riverbank. Yeah, so right now I'm ordered more climbing sticks. I got the stand kind of half up there, but, I'm like, I, I need to get higher just to get where the tree straightens back out, and I'm high enough from the ground where the deer are actually walking. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a lot more kind of nerve-wracking because like you are actually just dangling on the tree especially mm-hmm. like in that spot because it's farther down like mm-hmm. the deer might see me at 15 feet in the air but if i go down i'm 25 like yeah. <laughs> i'm still using ladder stands i bought all your old ladder stands yeah oh, and every stand has their place every stand i i've just always been accustomed to hang on stands i i just they're they're mobile to me i like being mobile because i I never typically hunt the same tree every year. I mean, a lot of times I'll hunt the same areas, but, you know, I'll move my stands around according, you know, to trails and, you know, crop rotations, things like that. And, you know, but ladder stands, I mean, I, I, I used them uh, when I hunted Minnesota the last several years, many times for a rifle, you know. Yeah. They're, they're so easy to get in, too. <laughs> yeah. And it nice definitely, is, like, you can tell the footprint on the tree, like, you can hardly notice it's there. Oh, yeah. Like, the climbing sticks, you don't even see hardly. Right. Just because they're up against the tree. It's not like the ladders where it's hanging in front of the tree yeah. so far. Well, in the ladder stands, you you know, I, I, a lot of guys, you know, I don't know if they do this or not, but I've done it in the past where, you know, because I always feel like if the ladder stands there, it's, you know, deer see that. I mean, they, they're not dumb. They see a ladder there, but, right. you know, you can blend them in. You know, I've done it in the past where I've zip-tied branches, you know, to the sides of them just to kind of break it up a little bit. Yeah. Know? Well, that and then that goes back to, like, when you were on your antelope hunt and you set your ground blind up for them to get used to it. As long as you leave it there. If you leave right. it there, like mine, I I left mine up all winter last winter. And yeah. I, I went, I loosened the straps before I got out of them so they weren't. Oh, that's a good idea. They yeah. weren't, you know, they didn't have tension on them all winter. So then when and I went the out there. it grows, it doesn't. That's a, right. That's a good, really good idea because I've had that happen so often where you go back and the tree bark is around your straps, you know. <laughs> yeah, the tree's like, well, like, this one's here permanently yeah. now. So when I went out this, well, beginning of August, I, I don't go out any earlier than that because then I have the cell cam out and I'm like, oh, cool, there's something there and I can't go out for another month and a half or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I loosened the straps up so when I go back or went back out there this year, I just climbed up them and cinched the straps back up and they're, they've been there all, you know, the last dang near two years now. I haven't moved them. Hmm. So hopefully, hopefully they're used to them. Yeah. Now they'll see the big blob sitting in the top of it. And they'll be <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. That's new. <laughs> I wonder if that changes for the negative, though. Like, we were talking about the camera being out there. Like, we're not busting the spot with our scent, but maybe there's a point where it's, that scent being there, they kind of get used to. And that's actually a negative. Oh, so, like, yeah, when you actually get into your stand, that all of a sudden that is brand new because they don't hardly ever have that. Yeah, that's true. What about scent killer? You guys use any? Soak everything in it, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well, because I've heard of some guys, they don't. They put their clothes out on the back deck, and they let them sit out there in the rain, and they let them sit out there and just sit outside for yeah. you know a couple of weeks before they go hunting, and they grab them, put them back in their scent tote, and they get out and they change right in the field, and that's it. They don't use. I have been using it. I've been using. I just picked it up at Fleet Farm. It's just some. Uh, it's a white bottle with a red label. I don't remember what brand it is. It's like scent scent killer. killer. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I've done, and that's I've one just, of those. Uh, you know, uh, Ram, Ford, Chevy things. I mean, everyone's got their own tactics and um, as far as scent control and even like just with gear you use, I, 
But I, what I always try to say is, you know, you're, everyone's going to have their own hunting or have hunting advice, you know, whether it's good or bad. But I, I always look at it. The best way is do what works for you. Right. You know, I mean, if you think you, if you think the scent killer works for you, great. If you don't and you think it's a gimmick, well, don't use it then. I mean, it's based on what works for you as an individual. Right. And I haven't seen it enough. I haven't, I mean... Jacob and I are both pretty bad about now, you know, four wheeling season's coming to an end. Yeah. And <laughs> ice fishing's right around the corner. So what are we gonna Cute. do? Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do in between that? Well, bow hunting. Alright. So we're yeah. we're both I think we started around the same time. We're both I think this is my third season. And then is this what year is it for you? Third or fourth? Third or fourth. No yeah. one like when we first uh, moved to North Dakota, I remember I, I like bought a tag and I never got out. But, mm-hmm. So I suppose I gotta count that one in there. And, and you, you, you guys been, haven't taken one of your bow yet? Uh, he has. Did? I did a doe. Nice. I have not. I haven't even drawn well, back on one But how, how was the adrenaline on that? Like, was it's, that not a It was hype, yeah. Well, and it was late season, so there was snow on the ground. Yeah, but even for a doe, it's like, I don't know about you. I mean, I've killed several of them, and I still get it. Was, it was. It was pretty hyped, actually, because I called Nick. Cause well, was that well, the first one I, that you called? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, hell yeah, man, just hang on. That's where I was kind of talking before. There was two that came in, and the the baby was in front of the mom. And as soon as I shot, she kind of jumped up, so I caught the spine of the the younger one, oh, and then yeah. dropped it. That's where I was talking about earlier too. I didn't put another one oh, through. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Well then, yeah, I called Nick while I'm like in the stand, and like he came flying over because. <laughs> This is like when I bought my four wheeler too. So like I was already in the pickup. So I'm like, I'm actually kind of prepared. Like we can just grab the four wheeler, come load yeah, it up, drag it out. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once you get that first one on your belt, it's yeah. It's it's I don't know. It's one of the best feelings. One of those things you can't really describe it. No. no. And it's so different. Just the actually taking a shot. Like the difference of pulling back. Because I like pulled back like two other times that season, and like the first time I completely blew it. Like I just I did not was not smooth. They took off immediately. Like spotted yeah. me. And just like the actually getting that final follow through on a shot, and like just the learning that there was there was kind of yeah. crazy. Like now going into it, it's just like some of the small stuff. Like I didn't like my gloves. Like they were catching on my my release and like fumbling uh, yeah. with that. It's like all that little fumbling actually is like a big deal. Yeah, and that's sure. like one thing that changed a little bit of my gear. And like never actually had to take the shot. And it's like as soon as I did, I'm like that was a struggle. Like yeah. Well, they say that you're supposed to practice, and you know if you're gonna wear gloves shoot with shoot with your gloves on mm-hmm. yeah and so practice yeah how you're gonna be in the field that you can do as much practicing as you want the only thing you cannot practice is adrenaline which is you just can't you can't yeah. you can't practice the scenarios and that's what makes it fun for me yeah i mean no, if, i definitely like i think i held my bow back for 10 minutes i don't think i could do that right now if i tried yeah. but it's just like as soon as yeah. there i was just like i was ready i just waited until i get my shot you guys are more into like the. I mean, like, do you get that feeling when like you're you're in that ice house and you're reeling up that big fish yeah. coming in, or is it just like, oh, another fish? It, it depends. depends. <laughs> do, you, do you get it, the shakes? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it, there's some of them. Like when you can tell it's a big one. Like the one that comes to mind right away is when we were on Leech Lake. I had a a big sucker down, and this was in the morning. It was on a tip up, and I pulled, and it was just weight. Like I could barely pull the line. And then I felt the head shake, and then my I didn't have the my not let go, but just like the adrenaline that you have, like getting into there, and like I probably only brought brought that fish up like three feet, and then it got away. So it makes it worse. But it's like I was like just for the next like twenty minutes, you're just like hype. You're like, all right, what do we we gotta change that? Pull that one back up, change the knot. Like we need yeah, a little heavier. Like you, 
I, or is it a different kind of suspense? It is a completely <laughs> I, different type. I feel like type. for me, I get, I mean, I get kind of amped up if I get a big one, like like a nice walleye. I'll be like, yeah, but for me, I get more worked up when you see it come up to the hole, and then you kind of like lift your rod up and you see it turn, and then it you, it fell off. Oh, that is the worst feeling in the world. Oh, and that's geez. something I guess we really can compare. That that'd be like, you know, missing your shot completely or something on a deer. Well, right. Like, yeah. there's just no way that's a good feeling either. But no. have you ever no. been ice fishing? Yes, a couple times, and I don't think I've ever caught a fish ice fishing. So well, you, you're going to come cold. ice fishing with us this year, right? At least one time. Sure. All right, it's on We're, record. So yeah, now we, we have to. Oh, well, yeah. we pretty much got them convinced to sell the camper and get an ice house. So. Right. No, I, I like I said, I looked at those. I looked at ice houses, but then I, I didn't think it would really make much sense that I don't ice fish at all, and I buy an ice house. Yeah, but <laughs> that's how you open the door. Sure. Yeah, there's no better way to get into it than dropping thirty grand on a yep. <laughs> on a house on the low end. It's your yeah. first ever ice house. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I probably would have got one. I just I was nervous uh, at how heavy those things are too, compared some to like them, my camper. Some, some of them can be. Can what does your camper heavy? weigh? Under four thousand pounds, and those ice castles they're like. I don't remember. Yeah, they're Google not it. they're Google not actually Google as light as you would think. No, they're I mean, looking at dry weights when I was uh uh shopping, they were they were all really heavy to me, but Yeah. Well and then just by the time you start packing gear too, that that's that adds up real quick. Right, yep. for sure. So we're getting to the end of this one. Um what I mean, like I said, North Dakota archery is in full swing. So what? Uh, I'll let you guys start. What are your What are your plans going forward here? You're gonna. I haven't been out yet. I don't know if any of you guys. I haven't you, been out. It's have. gonna be you, at yeah. least probably two weeks before I'll be able to get out first time. My goal is, like I said, I was out there last weekend in a new spot that I wanted to hunt. Uh, just setting the tree stand up, and then I didn't have enough climbing sticks, and I want to get that squared away before the weekend because I've gone this weekend for a wedding, and then some new. Some new corn and kind of out there and just let it sit there. Hopefully, it gets some some action around there, and then hopefully I'll yeah, be two weeks hunted. And I want to wait my turn for a little bit of the season. I want to I'm gonna be passing on does. I want to drop a buck this year. So yep. What about you? What about you? Know. What do you do for the? Do you do you cheat so to say and, and put out a bait pile or? I have in the past. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any bait out right now. No. No. I and. Call it cheating, call it whatever you want. I Honestly, one of the main things I used to do it for, and I, you can do corn, you can do mineral licks, whatever. It's all legal in North Dakota. Um, I like it so the actual animal, buck, doe, whatever, stops and gives you a decent picture. Because yeah. a lot of my pictures I get of some of these bucks, they're blurry just and they're just cruising by. You know, they yeah. have nothing to stop for. So Right. And that's where I was just showing Nick that picture earlier. Because right now my camera is just on the side of the field, but there's nothing there, so it's just them walking past. Yep. Yeah, and that is the one thing I've noticed on all my pictures. I've yet to find one walking the opposite direction. They've all been in the night walking one direction. Yep. So they're obviously going, must be on the other side of the river, somewhere around in the morning, mm-hmm. kind of looping. I just pulled up my Spy Point app showing Jared some of the the pictures that I get. So that, that there, there's four does that travel in a pack. Nice. And what, I, what what was in the field? Is that a crop that's harvested or what? Uh, so I guess that's another thing we can touch on real quick. Uh, so my stands right now are set up on a bean field. Okay. Corn last year. Mm-hmm. And the the belt where it separates the property line, the other side is corn was beans last year. So they just kind of 
go back and forth. So this year, I I think I got a pretty good chance because for one, I've got the the beans out there, so I'm not stuck to go only after harvest because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to shoot one and have it run into the cornfield. I don't know if you right. I've never had that happen, but I know it does happen to guys. Yep, a lot of times, uh, and it doesn't always happen, but most of the time. I think when these bucks or even does get shot, they, they actually don't run for the corn. They're gonna they're gonna well they, they're, they're gonna for run opening or yeah, well or typically they run back to bedding and you know they actually do bed in corn sometimes. But I, I I haven't really seen many deer, you know, dead in the corn. I mean yeah. I, I, a lot of times they don't even go for that. Yeah, just all I know my, is chasing them out of it when they're combining. Yeah. <laughs> what are you set up on? Uh, right now it's beans in front of it. <laughs> beans behind the river and there's a cornfield that's probably 80 yards from it are you in the is are you on the same spot where you killed two yeah years, two years ago yeah i'm just a little up the river in a different field but and what, right there did you say what was on yours right now? i have quite a few different scenarios like where stands are at whether it's beans yeah, he's corn, got 15 different options <laughs> to choose, choose from well, I've got one, and that's more than some guys have around here. So. Yep, and to be honest with you, you don't need more than one or two. Only takes one. Yep. Yeah, you can't hunt them both at the same time. Exactly. Yep. Legally. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, if now you we, found we a just, spot to be in two places we, we, at once, I'd be impressed. <laughs> we just had a red flag pop up. DNR is going to be calling tomorrow. Put a target no. on your back. Yeah, yeah, have two that are kind of played up opposite wind would be perfect, and then you kind of play the wind all into it. And yep. Sweet. Well... I suppose anyone else have anything new or wrap this one up? Nothing to add for me. All right. Well, Jared, thanks for being on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We had some good podcasts here. Definitely some great stories and good hunts. Yeah, hopefully there's some... Hopefully there's some more in the future. I wish oh, you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, you'll you'll too. definitely be back on. So. Oh, yeah. Until next time, we'll, we'll get, get back, back to you. All right.